0: This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to the show today. I'm Nat, I'm your host. And today it's just going to be me. I'm going to talk to you about a few different things uh, the first of which is what's on my mind, and basically I'm going to start with a story because I had an experience that reminded me of this story, and uh, I will tell you that probably after the story. So the story is with John Roger, JR, my teacher. I w- started working for him when I was 17 years old, and for the next 17 years, until he passed away, um, I worked by his side and various different capacities, and one of the things that we did most of the year was travel. We would take trips, we would do work trips, um, some private travel, but mostly it was work travel, and usually there was 10, 15 people with us. Uh, Sometimes we did bigger trips where you'd have 150 people, 100 people, 80 people, so there was often a, a large group going with us, and there was a lot of logistics that needed to be handled in order to be traveling that much. And one of the things that we had was we would have a travel book for each trip, and all of the staff on that trip would get a copy of this travel book, and it would have all the details we would need while we were on the road from hotels and uh, confirmation numbers, flight information, everything we might need uh, while we were out there traveling to know where we were going next and and to deal with uh, checking in and all of that kind of stuff. So we would get those travel books delivered a couple days before the trip and um, sometimes more, but often it was pretty quick. And Jr. would look at them and often I was with him when he would go through them. Uh, I just remember sitting in the chair in his study and he was um, sitting by his computer in his study and he was flipping through a book and how he he would just flip through this book pretty quickly, not really reading, um, and then stop and then he'd start reading a page. And usually that page that he stopped on was the page that had an heir. So he would uh, pay uh, call down usually to Brooke, uh, who lived in the same house as us and who handled a lot of the travel um, along with, you know, she would handle the travel books along with Lori and Angel and others. And so he would call her and say, hey, Brooke, what's uh, what's can you look at this page? And she'd be like, okay, hold on a sec, Jr." And she'd look at the page in her travel book and he'd be like this part here. Uh, can you look at that? And she'd look and she'd go, Oh, that's a mistake. Yeah. It should be this, this, and this, uh, let me change it. So she'd change it and give us new pages. Um, but it was just one of those talents, those small little talents, um, that when you really think about it was pretty amazing where JR would just, find that one page that had the mistake, or sometimes it was more than one page, but he would just skim through the book and be able to catch it without even reading. He was so in tune uh, with something else beyond what most of us are in in tune with. And there's all sorts of stories from people who've written books with uh, JR, were handling the editing of books with JR, and it would go to press and um i remember polly told the story and i probably won't get it exactly right but she was awoke. Uh, she woke up in the middle of the night she had dreamed that jr told her that on this page this part uh there is a mis- misspelling or there's something wrong in that part and she woke up in the middle of the night and the book was supposed to go to press like starting first thing the next morning in terms of the printing and she went through the whole thing and, and found that that there was an error, a pretty big error on that page. And her dream was right, the chair told her that. And so she got in first thing in the morning, called them up, you know, right before they opened and then kept calling till she got them and had them hold it. And she ran down, fixed the, however they did it back then, just fixed the error. And so that that error didn't go into the printing. Um, So today, what reminded me of that story was I was just browsing through, I was just scanning the emails in my inbox, um, and there had been a bunch of invoices from our bookkeeper that came in uh, that she was going to be sending out to people. And I was just scanning, and then I clicked on you know, I just went down, down, down. And it was almost like I wasn't fully, I wasn't thinking like I would normally think. I was just kind of in a zone. And something prompted me to click one of them, open it. And I immediately looked at that, the one place where there was something wrong, found it, let them know, and they corrected it before it went out. But the point is, is that there's, when you can get yourself into the flow, and I'm sure a lot of you have found that this kind of thing can happen when you're in the zone, when you're in the flow, when uh, you're not just trying to control everything and you're open, these small miracles can happen in your life. And one of the things that uh, Jerry used to say is that, you know, you knock on the door, but the door opens inward. So if you if you really like try to push the door open, it's not going to open. So you you have to, go towards it but, and and knock on the door, but then you have to kind of step back and allow and just allow it to open and then go through. And I find that in meditation, that's very, for me, that has been very similar. I'll, I'll knock on the door, I'll sit down, I'll close my eyes, focus on the third eye, chant the mantra or or the tone and I'll be chanting. And then there's a point where you just have to like, Step back, listen, and allow and it 's this real balance of going towards but also having the allowance and the openness and not pushing um, so that 's something that to me is works in meditation, but also is very uh, it works a lot in life when we start pushing we can actually miss the opportunity. But when we're going towards it, and then we allow and are open to the opportunities that come to us, uh, then we can really be much more in the flow of our lives and of spirit. And so that's that's really what's on my mind today. Just that little experience reminded me of, of all those times with JR where he would just click in on the one thing that was, um, that was wrong in a travel book. Uh, so the other thing that Um, I just wanted to go over today's has to do with relationships. So I've been in a relationship for 10 years now and relationships are absolutely amazing uh, in terms of an opportunity to work on your stuff inside of you. (laughs) And anyone who's been in a relationship understands what I'm talking about. Um, One of one of the quotes I really like. Let me find it here. It's a it's a Brett Ben Franklin quote, and it's about marriage. And he said, uh, "Keep your eyes wide open before marriage, half shut afterwards." I just think that that's a humorous way to look at it, and in some ways, can be true. Um, but often, it's that sandpapering and that friction within the marriage, which is really just pointing out the next place for us to work on inside of ourselves. Now, Jer used to say that all relationships live primarily inside of us. And that is really the primary way that um, that I can work on the relationship. When I look at it from that point of view, when I look at it that the relationship is not out there. I can't, well, one thing that's obvious that has become extremely apparent that as much as I try to change that person out there, um, and this goes with not just like marriage or girlfriend, boyfriend, or any of that kind of relationship. This can go with your boss, coworkers. Um, you cannot change that person. It. That's what I found. No matter how much you try, that person is going to be what they're going to be. They're going to do what they choose to do. And there's really nothing you can do about that. What you can do about it is that when you realize that that relationship is inside of you, that that's where you're relating to the other person, that is when you can actually do something. Um, And that just reminds me, Jerry used to say, to me and to those of us who are close to him, uh, how am I doing inside of you? And I think that is a, a important distinction. It's an interesting way to ask about, you know, how our relationship is. How are we doing? It's how am I doing inside of you? Because really, he knew that the relationship to him was inside of you. And the relationship to anyone is inside of you. And so if you want to change that relationship, it's important to change it inside of you. Um, We've all, well, maybe you haven't, but I've definitely known people who have had marriages and then they leave one spouse, get remarried, but they get remarried to the same person. And really it's because whatever that, or at least how I look at it, is whatever that lesson that they are to learn, whatever is inside of them that attracted that type of person, they haven't dealt with that or resolved that or cleared that or completed that inside of them. So they thought that maybe by divorcing, they could get away from it. And, uh, then they ended up remarrying right into the same, same situation, the same type of person. So really it, it comes upon us to work these things inside of us to complete our relationships inside of us and to heal the hurts, to deal with frustrations inside of us because they're going to do what they're going to do. And really it becomes important that inside of us, we can deal with that. And so there's certain keys that we can use to deal with that. I've talked about a little bit about forgiveness and forgiveness statements and excellent. It may be the The greatest or one of the greatest tools and techniques that we can use with people inside of us and are relating to them inside of us is to do forgiveness inside of us with our judgments and um, our difficulties and, and different things with that person. And there will come a point where I'll actually go into a deeper look at how we can do forgiveness in even deeper ways. Um, with people in our lives, with situations, with relationships. Um, But today I am going to talk about two little techniques um, that have worked for me. And it actually, it's one of those things, karma is spelled stupid. That's what Jerry used to say, karma is spelled stupid. And it's so funny because one of the tools that I used when I was with Jr in terms of my relationship with him when I was working with him. it's was working very closely. And when you're working very closely with someone like that, when you're with them all the time, um, you're going to have some issues come up. And I definitely, you know, he reflected my issues to me inside of me. And I had a lot to deal with in terms of that, especially at the beginning. And one of the things that I ended up doing was, They're like intention statements or prayers. It was my morning prayer. And I lived where we lived in Mandeville Canyon. I had a loft bed. And so my bed was the ceiling was vaulted and it was very close to um, my head. And so I just posted on the ceiling there so that when the first thing I did when I woke up, when we were actually weren't traveling, was I would see this prayer that I'd written out. And a lot of it was how um, how I would relate to Jr. and situations. Because some of my things were about uh, control or wanting him to do certain things or do certain things a certain way. And so a lot of my prayer, what I was affirming, affirmation, intention statements, um, were things and at some point have boxes still to go through from, when I packed up my stuff from Mandeville. Um, but maybe I'll come across that and I can read it to you one of these days. But a lot of it was just about how, uh, when that I was going to give JR the freedom to you know, basically be how he is. And inside of me, I was going to ha- be forgiving and loving and kind and all these different things. So I was affirming my where my intention is, where the direction I'm going. And so... Recently, um, in dealing with my current relationship, which no matter, it doesn't seem no matter how long you're in a relationship, there's just new things, different things. Uh, sometimes you have the same patterns you have to deal with. But what I finally had that aha moment, and I was like, oh, that thing that I did with JR that worked so well, um, it actually, I could transfer that to working in my relationship now. And it, it it seems like an obvious thing once I realized it. And I mean I, I realized it with the help of Mary Holnick, who is absolutely incredible. Uh, she runs the University of Santa Monica with her husband Ron. And uh, she is it was in talking with her that that I realized you know, a couple of these, actually these two techniques came out of a conversation with her. Um, but one of them was um, using these intention statements in my current relationship. And so I took the issues that I tend to have during the day or, and this is part of it, that she would reflect to me that she has with me. And I would look at, okay, you know, whether it's you know, I'm not listening or I'm trying to fix something. Uh, So one of my statements um, is about that is about, you know, I I listen without trying to fix or change it. I just listen neutrally. And so I'm affirming that and one of the things and and there's a, a variety of things that I use it and a lot of it had to do with here's the issue and here's how I'm going to respond or how, here's how I'm going to respond in this situation, just affirming the positive. Um, often it's just really affirming the positive. But one thing that I found is, so I look at the, what's the issue? And then I look at what would the, you know, the positive response inside of me, how can I be inside of me so that I don't go into that? And one of the things I found, so I read that, I posted it on my mirror in my bathroom and I read it, twice a day, when I get up and when I go to bed, Um, because usually I'm brushing my teeth and I can look at it and I can read it and affirm those things. And what I've found is that it really does work. Uh, It's a very, it's a microscopic step and it has great results. And how it has worked is that I'll find myself in the day and I'll catch myself going into that pattern and I'll remember the intention and what I'm going towards and I will move myself and obviously this isn't perfect, it's not all the time, but more of the time I find myself um, being more conscious and going towards that and remembering those statements. It's like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. I'm listening without trying to fix her or the situation. Uh, because as a guy, and I'm sure there's other guys out there who have this kind of tendency to, we tend to listen and try to just fix it and go, well, here's what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. And we haven't really given um, our partner a chance just to kind of unload and just to talk it through on themselves and figure it out themselves. And so that's something that has been really working for me in my relationship. Um, It's a small thing and it's a gradual change, but it really does work. The other thing that has been amazing is, and, you know, by amazing, I think it's an amazing process and uh, I'm still very much in process with it, but I like it, and it's that uh, we've carved out, you know, at least a few times a week and as many days as we can, um, just really a few minutes to sit down and tell each other, look in each other's eyes, and tell each other what we appreciate about the person um, and to just tell them what's great about them. And it's a simple thing, but often I find that in relationships, Uh, We don't say the good enough. We just say the criticalness and the issues and we can get bogged down by focusing on those issues. And so just by sitting down and telling what we're grateful for, what we're appreciative of the other person for and um, the good things we see or find about them, it can be affirming to each other that, you know, that we're actually Saying that instead of just being critical all the time, and so those two keys to me have been very helpful in my relationship recently, um, those along with forgiveness and and really really remembering that uh, that a lot of it has to do that all the that the relationship is inside of myself, and that uh, and rather than trying to change it out there as I work on myself as i forgive that inside of me and as I look at how that how I'm holding that person inside of me and if there is a disturbance with that doing the forgiveness statements with that disturbance so that inside of me that relationship with that other person is good so that's my uh, thoughts on relationships and the things that are working for me in relationships Um, and then the last thing I just wanna talk about is a little bit about working with our basic self. Now, recently I, had a, I was working with a, um, just helping out a friend, a, a lovely young woman, and she was dealing with a situation she had uh, given a lot of her, many years of her life in a, a, a major service capacity. And she was, had decided to make some changes in her life and was going to do things that, and live in a place and, and do things with her life that really focused more on uh, things that she ha- had to give up in order to do that. And she was really looking forward to that. But then an a, even better opportunity came her way um, but it was, again, she would have to sacrifice those things that she was so looking forward to do um, in, in order to continue with this life of uh, greater service and um, really really just living a very spiritual life and a life of, of service. And, th- and she had a lot of conflict inside of her. It was like a war was going on inside of her. And really, to me, a lot of that was with uh, the basic self. And so to give you kind of the terminology that I'm using, um, the basic self is could be like the subconscious. It's like the part of us that uh, knows how to pump the blood in your body that um, can, can, have us breathe, it handles all the functions of the body, handles all the functions of the the psychic centers and the um, auric fields, and, and knows how to run all that. Our habit patterns and things of that nature are stored in this level. And it's a very powerful part of our being, a very powerful part of our consciousness. And actually, it reminds me... a one of the things, you know, that you'll, you'll find that all of a sudden you're eating that ice cream or you're uh, going to the kitchen and you, before you know it, you you're snacking on a bag of chips. That's often the basic self. Uh, And the basic selves are, they can be pretty funny. They're like a four-year-old often who didn't quite grow up. Um, And so if you, to deny that part of you eventually that part can really rebel and and can force you to listen to it if you don't listen. And it's important to work with that part of you, especially when you're doing things like trying to change your habits, trying to, um, whether it's eat better or all of that, sometimes the challenge is, is, it, is dealing with your communication of your basic self. And a lot of the difficulties arise When you make commitments to yourself that you don't follow through, when you have broken agreements with yourself, a lot of that's stored in the basic self. And that can create disturbance between your conscious self, which is the part of you that is listening, that is talking, that is interacting during the day, that is making choices um, consciously and you can create a difficulty between that. There's also the high self, which holds the life plan for the person. Um, But today, I'm just going to be discussing a little bit about how to work with the basic self, very simply, and actually just introducing the concept that you have a basic self, and it can be good to talk to it. Now, where that consciousness resides is in the stomach area. Uh, near the navel and oftentimes when you say well I just had a gut feeling uh, that's your basic self you know that's your basic self giving you information Um, you know I just I saw that and I had a gut feeling that you know that wasn't that wasn't real or that was something you know so that's that can often be the basic self um, indicating to you that and so one of the things that this woman was having difficulty with is that you know she had set a plan she had made all these commitments and had this vision for herself and where she was going the basic self was very excited it had it hadn't um it had been in a sense had to go live in very difficult conditions to do the work that she was doing and in a lot of ways a lot of the things that it would want had been denied to it and so it was you know, at this point, rebelling and saying, hey, (laughs) I don't want to do, even though it's a great opportunity, I want to go do what I want to go do. And so the first step, when you find yourself in that kind of situation, um, it's better not to ignore it. Because if you just ignore it and deny it, uh, you may find that you have a lot of trouble actually Um, continuing and doing that. It's it's really important to get all your levels in alignment when you choose to do something, uh, when you choose to especially embark on something big like that. And if there's a part of you that is like, I'm not in alignment, um, to work with that part. And sometimes you can even negotiate with the basic self uh, and you can talk to the basic self often, a lot of it is just listening and maybe putting words uh, on what those, what that's trying to tell you, what the basic is trying to indicate to you and what the frustrations are. And so that it feels heard, so that you listen to it. Um, and then you explain things to it. You put, I like to put my hand on my stomach and I just, I it may sound crazy, but I have a conversation you know, and I I converse with that part of me and you often talk to it uh, like it is a four-year-old and you work with it, you love it. And when you put your hand on your stomach, often I just see love going into it. And I say, what's up? You know, tell me what's going on. Sometimes you get images. Sometimes you get the, um, you can put words to it. Sometimes you see what, what it wants, and so you can start a dialogue, you can start a communication with it, um, and you can start um, having understanding for that part of you. And I think as a start, that's a good approach. Uh, One of the things that JR used to do was interphasings and that worked a lot with the basic self, um, especially when you're trying to establish new habit patterns in your life Um, it was a it's a meditation there's actually some that he did i believe on msia.org you can go download them Um, and then and then we i I used to do them as well as part of staff we would um, do customized and they still do them um, Interphasings, just it's like a meditation it is a meditation where you go through different levels and Uh, establish a connection with your basic self and a communication to let it know the direction, the positive things you're, you're going towards so that you can institute those new patterns in your life with its cooperation. So that's, um, that's also a great way of working with your basic self. Uh, But I definitely suggest, you know, when you're, that you listen to yourself, that you listen to that part that says, hey, something's not right here, or hey, I'm not really, I don't feel comfortable about doing that. And sometimes it's something that you know that it's important to still do, uh, but it's important that your basic self hears you and that you you explain to it because you can educate your basic self. And a lot of working with the basic self is educating it, educating it towards the direction you're going in your life. Um, bringing loving into that level, bringing understanding into that level—it's uh, a very powerful consciousness. It's a very powerful um, tool to work with yourself. And so, I just wanted to, since um, since I know that some of you may be dealing with that a similar type of situation, uh, that. It can be something that maybe you can look into, that you can start talking to and listening to and putting love in and being kind and being understanding with. And so you can start building a relationship and get more information. uh, And it can be very helpful in your life. And it is important to, um, to really be kind and be kind with yourself and be loving with that part of you Uh, because sometimes people like to deny that part sometimes they judge that part and so you can also when you're doing your forgiveness statements you can do forgiveness statements about any judgments you have um, on those feelings on those those experiences with the basic self. And the other thing that's very important in your life is to follow through with the agreements you have with yourself and if you do decide to change those agreements to to tell your basic self and to have that dialogue with it so it understands we're now changing that to something different. Anyway, that's what I have for you today, I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you all for listening. You can get more about me and about the show at transcend.online. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next week.